G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A return to talking about the nation of Israel today. There is a recurring global focus on the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There is political turmoil and the constant struggle between the Israelis and the Palestinians over ownership of the land. Well, our guest over this next few minutes says the physical and political struggle raging for the land of Israel is ultimately a spiritual struggle. Just over a week or two ago, thousands of people headed to select locations in Samaria and Judea, the mountains of Israel, to expand the replanted Jewish presence that for decades has been putting roots into its ancestral soil. Stan Goodenough is a career tour guide in Israel. As a journalist, he's known as the Jerusalem Watchman. Stan, a special welcome back to 2020. So good to be with you again, Neil. Thank you. Stan, what I've described in the introduction there is a whole lot of very significant civil disobedience, uh, the biggest civil disobedience we might have seen in many years. Yes, and I think um, if if we want to just track through this uh, for our listeners today, then I think I just want to bring in the the, the big picture really quickly. And the big picture is that uh, that God made a promise to the Jewish people uh, many many centuries ago that after they were driven out of their land and had spent centuries wandering the planet and not finding a place to dwell safely and securely that they would eventually that he would eventually return them and he says and i will plant you in your own land and and god stresses the ownership of the land god calls it his land and he says he has given it in perpetuity exclusively to the to the seed of abraham through isaac and jacob but today we call the jewish people so the jews have been returning to their land since 1882 in in large numbers Um, And the conflict between Jew and Arab has really grown since about 100 years ago, about the 1920s, uh, when Palestinian Arab nationalism really began. And it met met Zionism, which is the uh, Jewish nationalism, the return of the Jews to the land of Israel, which they call Zion. Uh, It brought them head to head and they clashed. And from that day to this, pretty much 100 years now, uh, there have there has been this uh, this conflict between the Jew and the Palestinian Arab. Um, so the the people of Israel obviously they created the re, the state of Israel was reborn in part of the land, but the mountains of Israel, Judea and Samaria, were not included, and that's a history worth looking into if your readers are interested to follow through on that a little bit. Um, but in 1967, Israel took control of Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem and the Golan Heights as well, um, but did not did not extend sovereignty over Judea and Samaria. So the land is in dispute. And it is to that land that the Jews uh, in, their, in their many thousands went, uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, went to try and uh, make a point uh, and raise awareness among their own 
uh, nation as to the battle that's continuing for that land. So there's a restlessness that's going on in some Israelis because of the recognition of a divine mandate to settle that portion of the land that's in dispute. Yes, so there, there, there are, in a sense, there are two views. One is the religious view, and that's held by those who are devout, who we would call orthodox um, uh, or religious Jews, if you like, for terminology. And then there are many secular Jews who also see that land as very important, but more from a, a geostrategic point of view, because it's the high ground that dominates uh, Tel Aviv and the coastal area up to Haifa, where most of the Israeli population lives. And going back to ancient warfare, it's always been known that whoever holds the high ground is in a good position, better position in the case of a conflict, uh, to to win a victory over those who are down below. So there is both a, a, a military strategic uh, perspective on Judea and Samaria, uh, but under, underneath it all runs this strong biblical directive, not only uh, allocating the land, to the Jewish people, again, exclusively according to God. And of course, a lot of people have an issue with that in our politically correct world. They don't like that God would exclusively, um, or they don't want to believe that God would exclusively give land to any one, per, uh, any one people, certainly not to the Jewish people. But but that is what the Bible says, and and God says it so many times in um, in the Old Testament that it's really impossible to ignore. Um, and and that's what motivated most of these ten these I don't know maybe ten thousand Jews who went to, uh, families with kids uh, dads carrying kids on their shoulders and uh, with picnic baskets and 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 tents and sleeping bags they went into Judea and Samaria to um, act out their faith according to the biblical instruction or commandment to settle the land which God gave to the people of Israel through Joshua and through Moses before him. And also to, uh, as you say, to uh, awaken um, many Jews in Israel to the fact that the Palestinian Arabs are actually spreading a physical presence throughout Judea and Samaria in a way that it's becoming increasingly difficult to find a solution to the conflict between the two people. As Christians, Stan, we feel a little bit isolated from where all of the activity is happening there in Israel. But... When we talk about the physical challenges, uh, we're also reminded that there are spiritual challenges, even a spiritual battle, the battle that has raged against the people of Israel through all of these millennia. And so there is a spiritual battle. What are your thoughts here? Because Israel has an arch enemy. We might say he is Satan, and Christians and Jews can understand that from a biblical perspective. Right. I've, I remember there are a couple of um, Jewish academics who wrote a book called Why the Jews. So the book Why the Jews traced the history of anti-Semitism from Pharaoh through Amalek and Haman and the Greeks and the Romans and the, 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 the Byzantians and the, and, 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 the Crusade, and the Muslims and the Crusaders uh, all the way up to and right through the Christian era asking the question, why? Why is it that wherever the Jewish people go, wherever they've been, that they have been singled out for persecution and over and over again for annihilation? As you know, Hitler's uh, plan for the Jewish people, he called the final solution. He called it the final solution because a number of other solutions to the Jewish question had been tried by various powers in the past, 
and he believed he would succeed and he would finally do away with the Jews, render them extinct. These authors, these Jewish authors could not understand what it was about. They couldn't really, you know, come to a, a serious conclusion. Because in every society, in every time in history, in every period in history, the Jews had been singled out for this, uh, you know, being targeted in this way. And I think for, for those of us who believe the Bible, Jew and Christian, we, we do understand. From the moment God said to, Mo, to Abraham, through your seed, I will bless all the nations of the earth. Satan said, well, that's my target, the seed of Abraham. If I can destroy the seed of Abraham, I can prevent God's blessing, which of course is redemption for mankind. I can prevent it from happening. And he has tried to wipe out the Jewish people from that day to this. It hasn't stopped, Neil, as you know. Uh, Hitler killed himself, but he's, the spirit in him that wanted to wipe out the Jewish people is very alive, very well, and very active throughout the world today and very much in the, here in the Middle East. There are people who still want to destroy the Jews. So while the threats come to the Israelis from almost every direction, we could spend time talking about that, but these mm. 10,000 Jews who turned out in a demonstration force, uh, they didn't come to fight physically, but they were acting in faith, uh, believing the promises of God. Right, and and I think part of the journey that we're on, and I, you know, I do guide a lot of Australians, um, annually until COVID, of course, I had uh, at least one, sometimes two groups from your country. Um, and, and what's really excited them about coming to Israel is that they have begun to learn about the connection between the, the, the destiny of the Jewish people and Israel and the destiny of Christians. And so we Christians tend to think of spiritual warfare as something that we do on our knees, we pray, we fast, and we stand against the, the wiles of the enemy. And that's all very true and accurate. But Jews who believe in the God of Israel, uh, they may not have a revelation of Messiah as we do, but they are, they are devout fearers of God and they follow his word. And it is in faith, based on his word, that they put their feet on the mountains of Israel two weeks ago, and that the so-called Jewish settlers live, most of them live in Judea and Samaria under constant threat. It is an act of faith, because God has commanded them to go there, and God has promised that they will stay in the land once he puts them there. Ezekiel 36 is also full of that, of that promise. So yes, it is, a, it is a form of spiritual warfare. They don't go to fight. They don't go to, to attack anyone, and they certainly don't want to attack their own police and soldiers who were sent to take them off those hills. But what they did want to do was to act out their faith. And that's a, that's a term, that's a phrase that I think a lot of Christians can recognize, even if uh, what they're actually doing in Israel is a little bit remote from our experience. Well, you take us a step deeper, Stan Goodenough. Uh, Israel has not many friends around the world, but... They have discovered that they have friends in Christian believers who understand the way the biblical prophecies work, who understand the history and understand what it is to be called on to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let me point listeners to how they can connect with Stan Goodenough. Stan Goodenough is known as the Jerusalem Watchman. He has a website called JerusalemWatchman.org. And you can also be added to a subscriber base. Let me give you a e email address so that you can do that. ZionWarrior at gmail.com. That's ZionWarrior at gmail.com. And be connected to Stan Goodenough. Stan, thank you for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. 
My pleasure, Neil. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.